They want to ask you about your day because they genuinely care. You're their friend. These are people you see every day, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that's made me a better person because, or it, it influences my life every day because I get to look forward to stuff like this. This is at least a well, time being, but um, this is a constant that I can always rely on. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. Hey, my name is Tristan Lewis. I am 25. I am a news reporter anchor over at KXTV in Bryan College Station. Uh, originally from California, moved here October of 2019. So I've been here a little over a year now. Very cool. And the whole way you started was because you came and covered uh, <laughs> our Murph, right? Exactly. Um, I think it was... Was back it Murph? In, what, what it was, was the Murph. Yeah, it was yeah. back in May or yeah, April. Yeah. Um, Shannon Madlock, uh, one of our salespeople over at KX, said, hey, you should do something with BoomFit. And I was like, okay, let me figure out uh, yeah. something to do. I can't just like cover anything. So, And then I saw the Murph was coming up. And so I was like, that's pretty cool. I wanted to do a story like that for a while because I knew of it. Um, and so I got in contact with you, came out. And then once I was like cleaning up my equipment, you were like, you should come out and join this. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was awesome. I remember that. Shannon, I've known Shannon forever. Uh, actually, you can even go back and tell her this because she'll remember. I used to train Shannon. No exaggeration. It's probably 2004. I mean, we worked yeah. out. So I've known her for a long That's time. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and she's done great. Like, she looks great. She's actually lost a lot of weight. And, you know, she's awesome. Her, her heart's so awesome. She knows everybody. She in this does community. know everybody. I just say one name and she's like, oh, yeah, I have a number for that yeah. person. <laughs> no. So, okay. So, what did you know about CrossFit before coming over here? So, I had been to a CrossFit workout before. Um, it was a tough one. Uh, I was like back in January. Um, before that, I really. I knew that I would enjoy it because I, I like just kind of going hard. I, I yeah. don't really like just to like dilly-dally when I'm working out. I like to do stuff. And I knew that's what it was for the most part. Um, but I never I was always too like – I don't know if I was nervous or I just didn't know how much commitment it was going to be. Uh, so I never really just dove into it. And then uh, when the pandemic started, uh, gyms were closing down. And I was mostly just doing at-home workouts, running around town for my working out. And um, I once the gym started opening up again, I was still pretty nervous about going to the big open gyms. Yeah. Um, so I was still doing my little at-home workouts. And then it really was like, I, I want to say it's like fate just to yeah. bring it together to cover this. And you telling me, you should really sign up for this. Yeah. You know? And I'm and like. We, we were, I mean, we opened May 18th. Yeah. And that's when gyms were allowed to open. Yeah. And this was like a week later. Yes. So, so give me background. Like, what did you do for fitness prior to you starting here? Yeah. Like, give me as far back as you can remember. Yeah. So, growing up, uh, my brothers and sister and I, we were uh, pretty active growing up. Parents always made us do a sport every single year um, in school and stuff like that. So, my sport was swimming. So, I grew up, went to high school, did all that stuff, competed on a club team and everything like that. Um, uh, probably after I graduated high school, kind of fell off the wagon. I was still um, thinking like, 
because I don't know if you know swimmers, you, they literally eat whatever they want. And so I was like, well, I can do that still. No, you can't. Yeah. And so I joined a gym. I uh, started after classes every single day. I would go work out a little bit. Uh, it was it was mostly just by myself. Um, so it was it was like I would go work out for an hour, hour and a half or so. It was all right. Um, it, I didn't really see progress that I liked. And it was just, I was intimidated by going to the gym still. There's all these big guys. I'm a small guy myself. And I didn't really know too much about weightlifting and all that stuff. So how would you come up with your workouts? Um, I would have like apps and stuff like that. Okay. I would look online for workouts and stuff like that. Um, and then... So no real set plan. Not really. It was okay. just kind of like what's open. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and then I would say my junior year of college... Um, I don't know. I remember one night, it was like a Friday night and I was just bored. And so I went for a run and I ran like four miles that night. And then the next day I ran another four miles and then I would build, build on that, build on that. And, uh, eventually fell in love with running. I would run like literally every single day. My goal was to run at least 25 miles a week. Um, and so I did that pretty much throughout the rest of college. What year was that? That was like 2000. 16 2017 and so what you know trying to think back to that first four mile run like what was it that made you want to do it again it was just something to do it was it felt good my i felt good after doing that um it felt like i was doing something productive with my time um I, and then once i was doing it more and more my family would just start asking me questions like oh do you enjoy running and i was like i guess i do i really like putting music in just getting kind of like lost in my workout a little bit and i'm like somebody that likes to explore town a little bit so just running around town kind of going through neighborhoods going through this like dirt road and stuff like that it was it was fun to me it was like an adventure to me yeah where, where what town were you living at the time that was back in california Clovis, okay. california and you know i think and they call it i mean there's a word they call it runner's high yeah. you know and and there is i i really think there's a point where you get to running that it just becomes kind of like you're like it's no longer a workout right it is a workout it's always a workout because you're always expending energy but it doesn't feel exhausting it almost feels life-giving and it sounds like you were kind of at that point. Exactly. I would run like, it would not be um, unusual for me to run eight miles during a, a quick run or something like that. And I would like tell my friends and they're like, you're crazy. I would go run to my friend's house to go hang out with them. And they're like, why are you here <laughs> sweating? Like drive your car. And I'm like, it was just a quick little run, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I remember my college professors would even see me running around town. They're like, oh, look, there's the runner kid again. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was fun. And so, did uh, you did that change your body composition? Oh, I got I leaned out a lot. Um, I was, uh, I because I was I was doing some weightlifting. My uh, I was living with my parents, and they had weights at their house and everything. Um, but it wasn't more than like twenty five pounds. So really, doing a lot of weight stuff like that really didn't help me. How did so you come up with the twenty five mile per week goal? It was. Uh, something in my head i don't know i thought if i can do just like five miles a day at least six days a week i thought that was a pretty good goal yeah. for me because i was starting to do like little like 5ks i was trying to run like half marathons and stuff like that and so i thought it was a good way to just like build up to stuff like that and did you track your five mile or your 25 mile weekly goal mm -hmm. yeah i would because i had one of those apps and so it always tell me at hmm. the end of the week how much i ran and for the most part, it was always 25 or even more than 25 for the most part. And that's just a cool way of like even pulling out of what you're, what you're saying, the power of a goal. 
you know, as opposed to just saying, I'm going to be a runner, I'm going to go out and run, you know, four miles one day, eight miles. But having that 25 mile like goal, I mean, like you said, it, it wasn't coincidence that you ran about 25 miles a week. It was because you intentionally yeah. came out and said, hey, I'm going to run 25 miles a week. I always knew like destinations around town. Like, oh, if I ran to the overpass, that was four miles. If I ran to this local high school, yeah. that was another four miles. You had your little route. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, if I'm going to run four miles today, I'm going to go to the overpass. If I want to run eight miles today, I got to run to the park all the way across town. Yeah. <laughs> and so that evolved into, you said a little at-home workout, but where did that take you? Uh, so once I was graduated, um, from college, I was still running around. Uh, I didn't, um, I didn't get a job after college until that, um, September, October. And so I was still doing my little at home workouts, stuff like that. And then finally I moved to Idaho, Idaho Falls, Idaho. And if you've ever been to Idaho or Idaho Falls, there's not a lot of sidewalk around there. It's not very runner friendly (laughs) and stuff like that. And it snows. So if you want to slip while running, go ahead, go to Idaho Falls. But, um, so I quickly joined a gym there and it was Apple athletic club and one of the best gyms I've ever been to. It was so spacious. Um, there were so many friendly people. There were so many friendly, uh, just coaches and personal trainers over there. Actually, um, me and my, some of my work buddies, uh, we started taking out boxing quickly, like maybe within the first month that I joined that gym. And that kind of got me introduced to more weightlifting and um, what to do while I'm with the weights. And um, it made me not as self-conscious over there. And um, I would spend a lot of my time. I would tell people I'm either at home, at work, or at Apple Athletic Club. <laughs> Apple, any connection to Apple? No. Okay. No. It was, okay. I have and, no and, idea and why. Was it, so was it like a YMCA type gym or uh, was it more of a... It was more of like a... Like a a club gym, I don't know what you like a lifetime, yeah, something like that. Um, Okay, bigger bigger gym, lot of yeah. It was two stories. There was pool. There was two pools. There was giant basketball. It was there was a lot of stuff Um, to do there. Okay, and then here's another question I have. So you became a news anchor in Idaho. Yeah, that was my first uh, reporting gig. What made you want to go into that career? Uh, I would always in the morning getting ready for school. my mom would always have the morning show on and I would always watch the reporters go out their little live shots. I'd always watch the news anchor have so much fun. Um, and I was like, that's so cool. Um, and I'd always had that in my mind. Like that's such a sweet gig. Like they're just meeting people. They're going to all these events. That's so fun. And then it wasn't until like my senior year of high school that when I was applying for colleges, picking majors, I saw that broadcast journalism was a major. And I was like, broadcast journalism? I thought you just had to be like, it was like being in the movies or something like that. I didn't know you could like go to school for this. So I was like, that sounds cool. And started my first semester in college, learned all about media, TV, film, all this stuff. And it was so interesting to me. And then once I got more into uh, my major, I started interning at news stations. I, I even worked for... Um, a TV station my last semester of college. Woke up at 4 a.m. Monday through Friday, did a um, little traffic producing for them. So I'd always call the California Highway Patrol and be like, hey, what's blocked off? Is there any um, accidents on the road? I do that from 4 to 9 a.m. And then I go to school for the rest of the day. But it, even though it was early and some days it was like, okay, I don't want to wake up right now. It was fun. Like it was I was passion. In, it was, I was in the newsroom. I was meeting people. Um, I met reporters and anchors, and they were just telling me how exciting this thing was. Uh, they took me out on stories. It was it was just fun to me. And so wow. that just, I still feel that to this day. It's 
it's something new every single day. I'm meeting people all the time. Yeah. I'm telling so cool stories. Like it, it, storytelling is a big passion of mine, mm. and I love being able to just showcase people's personalities. I think that's something I'm really good at. Is yeah. I have these connections with people, and they tell me something, and I'm like, that's that's a great soundbite. I think this is going to make a really great story, and. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it, the way you describe it. I, I mean, I just I love hearing it because it sounds like it's exactly what you're called to do. Yeah, you know, it's like your giftings are specifically to do that. So in Idaho, that was just where the only opportunity came. Is because I mean, I mean, it sounds like you were in California, so it's like yeah. to go to Idaho. <laughs> how did that process get you? There? I since I I knew that I wanted to take the summer off before getting a job. And so I didn't really apply to anywhere after college right away. Actually, the goal was to move to L.A. and get into entertainment journalism and do like um, Entertainment Tonight, E! News and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I actually had an interview with TMZ and I wow. had a couple of things. Um, but they were like, yeah, we'll go to our third interview once you move to L.A. And so I started looking around at apartments and L.A. is really expensive, yeah. like $1,400 just for a room. And so that was like well, if I don't even get this job at TMZ, I'm going to still have to work like three other jobs to pay for this room. And so uh, things turned around. I uh, applied to this job in Idaho, and they were pretty quick to respond. And so that's just how it happened. And what did you do at that job? Uh, I was a reporter three days a week, and I produced on the weekends and uh, weekend anchored sometimes as well. By producing is like the back end. Yeah, so uh, you're writing all those stories. You're organizing the uh, newscast. Um, any story that's not reporter story, you're finding and writing and doing all that yourself. Wow. It was, uh, it was a lot of work, um, especially in the beginning. Um, I was producing three newscasts a day on the week, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and but um, it's one of the greatest experiences of my life. Yeah. I met some lifelong friends there people to this day that i'm in constant contact yes um and i would never even guess like i have friends in oklahoma i have friends in south carolina because they've all gone to different places yeah and it's just so cool actually uh back in uh, september i visited my friend oklahoma last year um my friend that lives in South Carolina, we went back to LA because one of our friends from Idaho got married. So it's, it's just so yeah. interesting to me. But just the experiences I got with news, yeah. it was amazing. That's awesome. I so you, when you're in Idaho, you start working out at Apple Club. Actually, yeah. So um, because reporters don't make that much money, um, <laughs> I had to take up a second job and I worked at Apple Athletic. I was uh, a, a youth trainer. And so Mondays and Tuesdays, my off days from the news, um, I work there and I had two half hour classes with kids where we just like do exercises. So we do jumping jacks. They had some like miniature like kid machines Dumbbells and stuff or, like that. Yeah, weights. And so I'd always come up with little workouts. Actually in college too, that's not my first instance with working with kids. In college, throughout college, I coached the swim team. And so, yeah. Wow. It's, so you're kind of working part time at the gym. I'm guessing you got like a membership or something. Yes, I got a free yeah. membership out. And it, I made some money on the side yeah. too. So. <laughs> and then working out for you, what what did you do? Did you keep running or did you actually start? It was, um, at first it was a lot of running. I would do at least an hour of cardio a day. So I don't wow. know if I'd do like a half hour of running and then a half hour of stairs or something like that. That was just my mentality. I didn't really know too much besides cardio. I didn't know too much besides uh, working out uh, with so running. So treadmill? Mm-hmm. 
Was that you ran outside in California, mm-hmm. but you ran inside in Idaho? Is yeah. that the weather, or is it, it was just a little bit of weather because the sidewalks more, you mentioned? Yeah, because when I got there, it was the end of October, so it was just approaching yeah. when the snow starts falling, and it was really, it's really cold in Idaho. Oh yeah, um, and so then I moved inside, and treadmills aren't as fun as running outside, and so it was just becoming more and more of a chore. And once I started doing that boxing class, that's when I started to get introduced to more of those weightlifting um, type workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I would say I had somewhat of a problem because I would, on my off days, I would spend like three or four hours at the gym um, because there's nothing else to do, you know? So um, did you work out for that long? Yeah. I mean, for the <laughs> most part, like... My friends didn't have the same off days as me. It's Monday and Tuesday. Nobody really has those days off. And so I would just go to the gym. Like, I don't know if I'd be constantly working out. I I met people throughout the gym, so sometimes be talking to people. But it was really just like, well, I need to go to the gym. I need to do this. Um, I would, it was, like I said, it was getting to be a problem where if I didn't work out at least two hours a day, like six days a week, I would like really feel down about myself. Like, mm. and so, um, I, I can I can relate to that. I mean, it becomes a. I mean, it's. I say this word because I really believe it becomes an addiction, True. and you are uh, you crave that. And I think a part of that too, you know, is there are specific chemicals, dopamine, like uh, epinephrine, like your body produces these different hormones and chemicals when you exercise, and you start craving that. It, yeah, that, and I thought I had to look a certain way because I was being on TV. I, mm. Appearance is kind of a big thing in this industry, I, and so I, I think it was, like, if I didn't work out this long, like, I don't want to, like, get bigger, like, yeah. something like that. I don't want to, I don't know, gain weight. Yeah. And so I was becoming a problem that way um, where I would do that a lot of the times. Yeah. Uh, Especially working there, and uh, I would go an hour before my classes, and then I'd hang, I'd do another workout af- an hour after my classes. Yeah. Um, and I remember my friends saying, "Like, why do you work out so long, Tristan?" I'm like, "I just, it's just fun to me." <laughs> Was your weight going down? Um, or? I wanted to keep it relatively around 150, 155. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty much there, and I, I thought I looked good, and, um. I think I look good now, and I'm not working out that yeah. much, like as much as I did in, uh, yeah. in Idaho. But you thought it would, but, but the way you're describing it now, it's almost like you acknowledge that there was like a little bit of unhealthy oh, for sure. addiction. I think back at the time, I didn't, I was, I think I subconsciously knew that it wasn't good, but I would have never admitted that. And now looking back at it, now that I'm not working out four hours a day, I'm doing this, uh, maybe I'll go for a run after work every once in a while. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't know why I would ever do that like yeah. i'm getting great workouts just doing this yeah. um i'm I, f- I feel good about myself still yeah well and i think that kind of is it, it describes sometimes the trap that we can not just for that but in our minds right the trap that we can fall into in our heads you know for whatever reason maybe you're watching the show or the the, the station or whatever the the times that you're airing and that's giving you this subliminal oh, thought yeah. that, Oh, I need to do more. Cause I don't like the way I look in that one. And you then know? there'd be times I'm like, Oh, I look good today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And so I got to keep doing yes. whatever I'm doing, or if I stop, I'm going to go backwards. Yeah. How long did you hang out in that mental state? I would say as long as I was in Idaho, yeah. I would be, I was doing that 
up until my last day in Idaho before I moved to Texas. So what it sounds, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that you're not in that same place that you were mentally that you were in Idaho. I, I'm not, no. Um, because when I moved here, um, I t- took a week off from working out because I was still figuring out where to even go for places. And um, so maybe like my second week here, I got a gym membership um, over at TrueFit. And um, it was not what I was used to in Idaho. In Idaho, the gym was a lot more spacious. There wasn't as many people at the gym at the same time. When I went to TrueFit, it was, um, people were packed all the time and it was hard to get machines and it was hard to do all this stuff. Uh, and so I quickly was like, okay, well, I'm not enjoying it as much as I was in Idaho. Did your body image um, perspectives change? I don't, it, it's funny because I wasn't as down as I thought I was gonna be. But I still was like, well, you really need to make sure you're working out, though. Like, at least an hour, six days a week or something. And I wasn't really doing that because mm-hmm. it was just, it was becoming a chore. I don't know if when I got here, I just didn't know have didn't know people at the gym. I didn't know because I had such a great time. I had, I had so many friends there. I had so uh, many connections with people there. Um, this one, it was like starting over fresh again. And that's what happens when you move to new places. You're starting over fresh. Mm-hmm. And so... I didn't know anybody at this gym and um, it was literally starting back from day one so in my mind. W- when you were at TrueFit, how long ago was that? Uh, I That was back in November of 2019 yeah. and I, I still have a membership there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go as often. but yeah. um, What did you, so in that, when you started going again, did you start running? Did you just start? I was running, um, but I it was, it was about two, three miles I would do on the treadmill and I drove try to go find weights but it was just they were always constantly in use by somebody else and so my goal to work out for like an hour and a half two hours went to 45 minutes stuff like yeah. that and did it um i mean it's kind of a drastic change from three to four hours yeah. or just like so much volume to so little did i mean did you gain weight did you feel like um i definitely I gained some weight, but I just wasn't, I was losing a lot more muscle because Mm -hmm. when I was in Idaho, I was working out. I was using those weights. I was able, I would say that was the majority of my workout was using, was weightlifting. Um, Mm -hmm. And so not weight, doing weights anymore and just kind of more cardio again. I definitely lost a lot of muscle mass. Um, And it sounds like maybe in Idaho, it was, it was like a a hobby. Like, you know, the same way somebody who plays golf would go play golf three or four hours a day. So did you pick up a new hobby when you moved here that replaced that time with something else? Or was it just now something that, you know, you just didn't do anymore as much? It just was something I wasn't doing as much. Um, it was, I'm trying to think what I did in the early stages. Uh, a lot of just kind of hanging out with work friends, um, watching TV. And it sounds, I mean, and I, I don't know if there's more behind this story that you you can share whatever you feel yeah. comfortable sharing, but like... To, to remove yourself from where you were in that Idaho season, like the way you described it is like, you know, I really was conscious of how I looked and I felt like I had to exercise to where you got here makes me think that something got better or something changed that you started not feeling that way anymore. I think I noticed that if I wasn't working out as much, I still looked the same. Mm. If I wasn't doing four hours, I still looked good in my mind. Mm. And that's 
all that matters, right? Is what you a think. A thousand percent <laughs> agree. And I tell people that all the time. You know, we you've been here long enough now. You know, we do these six week challenges. And I've said this before, you know, if you're, let's just say, you know, you're 155 pounds and you've got 20% body fat. And if in your mind, you're not like where you need to be. And I mean, you could lose 20 pounds and you get to 135 pounds and you could be 15% body fat, but you're still in your mind, not where you want to be. So you lose another 10 pounds. So now you're, you know, uh, 125 pounds and you're, 12% body fat, but in your mind, you're still not where you be. You're more unhealthy than the person who's 175 pounds, 25% body fat, yeah. because it's, it's what you feel like you are. Right. So it's like, yes, there's a, there's a reality. It's like, okay, if your per- percent body fat's high, if you're unhealthy, let's address that. Let's get better. But so much of this can happen between her ears. Right. It's like, you're saying like, Hey, I found out that if I don't work out this much, yeah. it's still okay. Um, I think another thing that happened was, I don't mean to sound like, ooh, I'm just this cool guy or whatever. Back in Idaho, um, I worked for the number one station in town. Everybody knew our station. Everybody knew who we were. So around town, I was they would be like, oh, it's the guy from the news. It's the guy from local news aid, stuff like that. I knew a lot of people. Here, it wasn't really like that. Um, and so people, I had so many f- connections and friendships there. Um, here, I'm like I said before, I start over from day one. So I think I fell into a, a little bit of a depression where I felt kind of alone. Like I had so many friends there. I had so many people I knew around town. Um, here, that wasn't the case. And mm-hmm. so I think that also played a little bit into why I wasn't as motivated to work out. It's just because I just felt alone. Yeah. And you, you know, you almost had that like mini celebrity status. <laughs> well, I say mini. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was major. I mean, <laughs> Idaho, there's not That's too right. many people there. <laughs> but but at the same time, you almost know why some of these really famous people kind of can experience yeah. that downward spiral, right, of body image yeah. distortion. And, you know, and then you come here and I, it makes total sense. Like you go, it's like the transition sometimes for people from high school to college. Oh, for sure. Like you're the king on campus. Yeah. And then you go to be in like the one of 45,000. King that, of Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can easily fall into that. So how's has that improved for you? Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, once the pandemic hit, I would say that depression got a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Um, because all of the people I was making friendships with, I had to stop seeing them, you know? Um, and so I was mostly just like stuck to my uh, apartment. And I would just go to work and go back home, uh, to my apartment and I would do some healthy things. I would. I'm definitely gonna admit that. Uh, and but I think really the highlight of my 2020 was joining College Station CrossFit. Um, it helped me become social again. Even though I might not be the most talkative at class, that's just mostly because I'm focusing on the workout. Um, but I it it was another social outlet. I met people. Um, it made me fall back in love with fitness and stuff like that. And so I, I, I'm really grateful that I mm. did that Murph story with you because I don't think I would be right here today. I don't awesome. know where I would be, but I probably would not be here. Dude, that's so cool. Would you expand just so even the person listening and myself can understand how, how long did that process take? Because sometimes you don't – like everything you're describing has been since May, 
But, you know, at what point did you start realizing that like, wow, you know, this is there's a social component. Like, obviously, you're coming here to work out. But it sounds like there's some other things that have impacted you. I would say it was maybe a month or two months. It was just people are so friendly here. Um, Everybody's going to treat you like they're your friend. Um, Everybody's going to be your friend. And they're going to ask you how your day was. They're going to tell you, good job after workout. Even if you thought you did such a bad job after, at this workout, mm. they're going to say, great job, Tristan. The coaches here are so nice. I can tell like, all the coaches here genuinely care about how you improve, where your goals are. And that means a lot because all of my family still in California. My friends are spread out throughout the country. Um, it's been a rough year for a lot of people, especially people who don't have people they live with. And so just seeing like that compassion really does make a difference. Mm. Like I don't want to get emotional, but, um, that just, that's just how it is. Like, I'm so grateful because Mm. it's been something I'm missing this year and, um, it gets, it's been a really lonely year for a lot of people i i I was gonna say that man i i I appreciate the sincerity and the honesty i think for a lot of people it this has been a very difficult year you know and it's in it and for some places like back in california man we're experiencing a completely different day-to-day than they are you know i think they shut down again i know gyms are doing parking lot workouts which just is indicative of the whole the whole state um, so for, you know, for us to be able to come here, gather, experience community, it just speaks to like the, you know, the, the so much more is going on than working out, Yeah, you know, and of course you're getting more fit, right? Like that's the that's obvious thing, but what you're saying is, and what I'm hearing is exactly what motivates me to, and the coaches to do what we do. So I appreciate you sharing that. What, so because CrossFit was kind of new for you, what were some of the biggest like obstacles and currently are what still are still some yeah. of the biggest obstacles. <laughs> that that you didn't face you know no. run running has its obstacles but once you get like your cardiovascular endurance like you pretty much overcome that assuming you don't get hurt i would say and i think a lot of people can attest to this running is still not one of my challenges <laughs> i i will go guns a blazing right out the gates with that um at first it was pull-ups like we had to do all this kipping i was like i can't i can't get my mind to do the hips to the shoulders i don't know what we're doing um but i think it was craig who explained it to me it's you're just pushing away after you do it and i was like huh and then i did it (laughs) oh and i remember you came to the muscle up clinic so you're still working on that or a little bit um right now i told kyle that we're gonna work on double unders so i'm trying to do a lot of double unders in a row yeah yeah um i just bought a little jump rope that makes it a little bit easier uh i keep oh man you just lashed your body that happens that's part of the that's the uh admission to learning (laughs) so what you know in terms of those are skill based right so you got the kip the double under is very skill focused. You know, the the type of what I'm going to say, the dish that we serve in CrossFit, it's not unique to this gym. It's CrossFit in general. If you've never done CrossFit, it's a very different dish than what you would typically get served at another gym. How, how did your body adapt to that? Ooh, it's like it's still adapting. But yeah. just the fast pacedness of it all, like when I would work out by myself, I really wouldn't put time. I think that's another reason why I spent four hours at the gym is because time wasn't really an obstacle. Yeah. But here you're like 20 minutes. And I'm like looking at people. And I'm like, 20 minutes for all that? Like today's workout. Yeah. I, I, 
was talking to Raymond. I was like, 10 minutes for yeah. all that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it really pushes you. You have to um, – I would say I'm pretty good with endurance, and so I'll finish something and just keep going, keep going. I'd have to be really exhausted. I guess that could be another thing. Like I probably should put more weight on stuff. Um, but It's uh, part of learning. It is part of learning. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just scared to like go up and wait. That's right. Uh, but that's – a big thing was just how fast everything was we're supposed to do all this in 20 minutes we're doing all these workouts in under an hour yeah but it's they're great workouts they're awesome workouts that's right no and and i love i guess for me one of my favorite things about crossfit is you know if we can do in like i said a 10 minute effort and it it's like way not more effective or i don't want to say less effective but it's just as potent as a 45 minute run in a different way, you know, in the, the way it, it mixes and matches these different time domains and movements, you know, like rowing compared to running compared to deadlifting to kettlebell swinging to pull ups. Like, it's just like the list goes on and on and it keeps it so creative and exactly every day is different. Every day is different. That's what I love about yeah. this. Um, that's why I got into news is because every day is different. And now look at me in uh, CrossFit. That's right. Every day is different. So here's an, uh, one other question. What got you to College Station from Idaho? Because if you had like pretty much sounds like the dream job. <laughs> I mean, it's Idaho Falls, Idaho. I mean, I, I love Idaho Falls, Idaho. Anybody who's listening out there. But <laughs> my best friend's there. I love yeah. Idaho Falls, Idaho. I don't even remember applying to this job. Wow. I get an email from my news director and said something about she came up with my application and she was really interested in me and I loved everything she was talking about. She just uh, became the news director of KAGS and she had all these visions for this um, station. She's telling me about all these opportunities I can have and looking uh, reflecting on my time, I've only been here an hour, uh, an hour, yeah. a year and a couple of months. I've had so many opportunities, so many great opportunities. Uh, back in November I, of 2019, I covered the 20th anniversary of the bonfire. Um, mm. And that was an, it was probably one of the toughest pieces I've done. You talk to some of these parents who lost their lives, uh, their kids' lives, people who even worked on Stack, and it's an emotional thing. Um, and I went out to everything and... I actually won an award for my coverage with that. And so wow. that was pretty amazing to me. Like that was my, one of the biggest stories, my, one of my first stories in College Station. Yeah. Talk and about a big it, yeah. like win right away. And then um, I'm anchoring now Monday through Friday at the 6 o'clock news starting January 6th. I'll be um, anchoring the 6 and the 10. And so all these stuff, if I went other places, I don't know if I'd have these same opportunities. But I'm a big believer in fate. Everything happens for a reason. And um I was meant to be here. Like, mm-hmm. um, I was meant to have these opportunities. There's something out there that brought me here, and yeah. <laughs> that, so it sounds like you've. I mean, if if you're in the news world, the anchor world, the media world, what you've been able to accomplish in a year has been pretty awesome. I would say so. I'm yeah. proud of my accomplishments. Absolutely. Um, okay, so it, it kind of wrapping up this awesome interview. Thank you so much for your honesty. Yeah. Um, the title of the podcast is Building Better People. Um, maybe when you came, you didn't know. I don't know if we talked about it that day. Oh, maybe we. you've interviewed me. You did a couple interviews because we did another one too. Yeah. But I've kind of shared with you that like, you know, this for me is so much more than push-ups, pull-ups. Like those are things that we for sure 
are doing and and we'll teach you how to work out and we'll teach you how to eat right but to me why i do this every single day and why i'll continue to do it every day is because of the other things that i know this does right like what you described so beautifully and emotionally about you know this place and what it's meant to you since you started that's why i do this right and to me the the way that i express that or the way in the the way that we express that is we're not just working out we're building better people in other words your experience here is allowing you to go back and be a better version of yourself wherever you are so my question is how is that statement true for you how has not just at, at here at Boomfit or College Station CrossFit, but just in the life of your exercise, right? How does working out, taking somebody who's listening that's like, maybe I don't work out, maybe I just used to, you know, be one of uh, Tristan's big fans <laughs> in Idaho. Yes, right. <laughs> no, but how how has exercise, you know, fitness just um, complemented your life to help you become a better version of you? It's a great stress reliever. Um, work is... Like we said already, this year has been crazy. For me, it's been crazy, especially with work. Stuff changes every single day. It's been rough to cover some stories, figure out how to cover stories, because not a lot of people want to speak in person. So you have to figure out other ways. Um, But working out was a constant. At least I can do that, and at least I can take my mind off of what else is going on around me for at least an hour a day. And... Again, it goes back to meeting people, especially in the CrossFit community. Everybody wants to see you succeed. I've been to different gyms, um, and I think that's true throughout a lot of CrossFit gyms. Mm -hmm. It's a family everywhere you go. People everywhere in the CrossFit community want to see you succeed. They want to see you master those techniques. They want to ask you about your day because they genuinely care. You're their friend. These are people you see every day, like you said. Mm -hmm. And I think... That's made me a better person because, or it, it influences my life every day because I get to look forward to stuff like this. This is at least a well, time being, but um, this is a constant that I can always rely on. I'll always have working out. I'll always have the same basis at College Station CrossFit to talk to and ask them about their day, see how they're doing, make jokes with them. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, We would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs. If you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial, visit us at boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.